0: Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's big 4-3 victory over Manchester United. And as you can tell by the little laugh I had there, uh, it was quite a match, one that kind of spiraled out of control for both teams at the end, but Bayern Munich walks away with the victory nonetheless. Of course, I predicted a 3-2 win for Bayern, so I wasn't too far off. But there is no way anyone, including myself, could have predicted the craziness that ensued in the final 10 minutes or so of this match. Just a wild, wild scene. Uh, But Bayern picks up the win, picks up those three points that they desperately needed to get out in front of this Champions League group. So if you are a Bayern fan, even though it wasn't always pretty, uh, you had to like what you saw overall and the fact that they were able to get the win I didn't really like how they let Manchester United hang around. I thought there were some defensive issues. Did not feel like the midfield or the defense was all that great today, but we'll get into that in a little bit. As we always do when I host the show, we take a look at our starting lineup and give a little bit of an assessment. And I'll tell you this right now, this is exactly what I thought the lineup would look like uh, based on Tuchel's recent selections. And of course, as we know, Tuchel was not on the touchline today. He was suspended due to the red card he picked up against Manchester United. Zolt Love picked up the coaching assignment, and uh, I don't know how much actual coaching he had to do. He was more babysitting more than anything, but either way, he did help the team pick up the victory, but we all know Tuchel put this lineup together, so let's take a look at it. Uh, Sven Ulreich started out a goalkeeper. That really wasn't questionable. Uh, center back combination was Daya Upamakano and Kim Min-Jay. There was some thought that Matthijs delict would get the call here, but I didn't see it just because he has not played. Tuchel does not seem to like him all that much, and Tuchel has been rotation resistant. So knowing all of that, uh, I think you had to look at this and you had to expect Upamakano and Kim Min-Jay would get the call. The outside back positions, that was very interesting. Alfonso Davies was a no-brainer there. His only real competitions, Rafael Guerrero, is still not 100% coming off of his injury. Uh, and Conrad Limer got the call it right back over Nusarma's rally. And Rally could quickly be finding himself in Tuchel's doghouse for whatever reason. Tuchel, man, he is tough to figure out at times. Uh, Goretzka, Thomas Muller, Delict, N- Nusarma's rally, all four of those players at different points, it seems, have fallen into the trap uh, of being a player that Tuchel does not necessarily want to use in his starting 11. So uh, we'll see how the situation develops from here with Masraouli. I thought it was an odd choice, just given the fact that Marcus Rashford could be uh, a handful. And I thought Masraouli was a better matchup with him than Conrad Limer. And while there were some moments where Rashford looked dangerous, I think all in all, he was held in check and, you know, no harm, no foul there, I guess. But I'm sure this will be a situation that fans will continue to watch with Mizrahi and Limer. Central midfield, it was Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. I didn't feel like they did anything spectacular today. Uh, We'll get into Kimmich and his beautiful pass, well, one of his beautiful passes. Uh, But either way, I, I felt like they kind of laid low and were not all that impactful uh, in this match, but it, it wasn't in a way that hurt the team. So I, I don't know. It's very tough for me to judge these two today. Uh, I didn't feel like they were at their best, but I also don't feel like they did much to hurt the squad. Uh, the attack looked pretty much like I think most people expected it to. Harry Kane was at striker. Jamal Musiala was at the ten, and he was flanked on the wings by Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané. Sané and Ganabri seem to be Tuchel's favored choice uh, as the starting wing combination. And as soon as Musiala was deemed healthy to go, I think it was just, you no, know, I don't even think it was a selection. <laughs> like there was going to be a choice about it. Uh, it feels like when Musiala is, is, is healthy, he's getting the call every single time. I don't know if it's always right, but I, I will say this. Musiala looked like the Musiala that we saw around this time last year and not the kid that we saw in January, February, March, uh, and April of 2023. So a very good sign from Musial. He looked like he was at his free-flowing attacking best, which is a great sign for Bayern Munich. So that lineup, I think it was pretty standard. I think it got the results that most people expected, and uh, it, it was really the only way Tuchel was going to go. As far as how the game actually went, I will say this, the first 25 minutes or so were really choppy with both teams really feeling each other out. We've seen this a lot of different times with Bayern Munich in the Champions League. That first 25 to 30 minutes can sometimes be like a boxing match where the two combatants are often just feeling themselves, feeling each other out, uh, You know, trading jabs rather than throwing haymakers. But it did, it did not take Bayern Munich all that long after the 25-minute mark to really wake up uh, Leroy Sané and Harry Kane had a nice little one-two combination. And Sané, I can't even say unleashed because it wasn't really that hellacious of a shot, but he got off a shot and it probably should have been stopped by Andre Onana, but it was not. And Sané got the goal. So when you're red hot like Sané, you get those breaks. Now, Sané, when he's been in his ruts, he could fire off a perfect shot and it would get saved. But when you're hot, you're hot and you get little breaks like this and Bayern Munich will take it. Bayern Munich's fan base will certainly take it. And they were up 1-0. Just four minutes later, Jamal Musiala did some excellent work driving down the left side. Uh, This was as free and as unencumbered as we have seen Musiala in a long time. He was able to go until he was stopped, but regathered himself, got the ball and fed Serge Gnabry for what was essentially an easy goal. Uh, Just a tremendous play by Musiala, and that's how the teams would go into halftime. It was 2-0 Bayern Munich, and from there it really looked like Bayern was in total control and that this would be it. It just seemed like Bayern was going to dominate this one, and everyone would ride off into the sunset, and this was how the game would end. It did not, and we found out (laughs) – just 40, just four minutes into the second half, Erasmus uh, Hoyland uh, and Marcus Rashford, who set the, the goal up, they, they took advantage of, in my mind, the weakest part of the Bayern Munich lineup today, which was the back line. Uh, they took advantage of some shoddy play from the center backs. Uh, Hoyland was able to take a ball that deflected off of, I believe it was Kim Minjay and put it into the net nice play by Hoyland, actually in rashford that was probably his his biggest contribution like i said he was showed he could be dangerous at times but i felt like for the most part he was held in check uh but either way two one there in the 49th minute but just three minutes later christian erickson <laughs> was the victim of a heady play by dio Upamakano, who uh lifted the ball up into erickson whose arm was extended really tough call for Erickson. i don't dispute that it was a penalty at all uh, it was just one of those ones it's unfortunate i don't even think most people like taking those kind of calls because it was listen his arm was out and it was extended i don't know what else he could have done with it but uh hey bayern munich was the benefactor there harry kane took the ball stepped up to the spot and drilled home his pk in the 53rd minute there so uh, everything was, again, Bayern Munich had that brief setback and then jumped right back to hold that two-goal advantage. And again, you had to feel really, really good about where things were standing. 63rd minute, we did see Kingsley Coman coming for Ganabri, Gnab- which was I, I thought that was uh, was one of uh, a pretty astute move, actually, because I felt like Coman, it was about that time where Gnabry was – I don't want to say looking a little bit stale, but he had not made the impact to the game that he was going to make for that one. So bringing in Coman made sense. Uh, 75th minute. I'm not even going to go into the United subs as they made quite a few, but 75th minute we did see uh, Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting coming from Musiala. Again, smart substitution. Musiala is still, we're probably working his way back to full fitness. So it made sense to bring in Choupo-Moting, get him some run at that point. 87th minute, we saw Matisse Tell and Thomas Muller come to the game for Harry Kane and Leroy Sané, respectively. And you might say, wow, the 87th minute, what else could have happened? (laughs) Well, a lot, apparently. Uh, Casemiro in the 88th minute made a really terrific individual play. I am not someone who's necessarily a Casemiro fan. Listen, he's a great player, and in his prime was a force to be reckoned with but uh, just not an overall huge fan of him. But he made a tremendous play there. I was down on the ground, got a ball from Anthony Martial and was able to hit it with his left foot while on the ground into the corner of the net, which was pretty incredible. Did cut the lead to 3-2. So from that point, again, it's like, all right, here we go. Bayern Munich (laughs) gave up the two-goal lead. Manchester United was clawing its way back. And then we hit the added time. And in the second minute of extra time, Yashua Kimmich, <laughs> I mean, he sent it just a, just incredible ball over the top to Matisse tell who played it down and just, it was just a perfect hit. I don't know. I shouldn't even say played it down, but it was just a, a absolutely perfect hit from tell and receiving the ball from Kimmich uh, tell. You can say a lot about him and his development, but when he comes in as a sub, it seems like he's just, he just has a knack for impacting games. And believe it or not, that fourth goal would be needed because after Tell scored in the second minute there, just three minutes later, Bruno Fernandez set up for a free kick and Casemiro got his head on the end of it. And it was a 4-3 game at that point. But that's how it would end because Bayern Munich somehow, someway held on. Uh, Of course, there wasn't much left after that heading header by Casemiro, but uh, Byron was able to hold on and get the victory. So 4-3, not Byron's best effort by any means. Uh, I I will say this, the, the two goals in the beginning really set the stage and I thought took the air out of Manchester United early. Sané was incredible early on his movement off the ball throughout the game was just tremendous when he's playing like that and he's anticipating those runs and his teammates are finding him he is he is damn near impossible to stop and serge Gnabry does what he typically does against english teams and he came in and got a goal as well so i felt like those two plays specifically really set the tone for the match because not only was the one two from Harry with Harry Kane and Sane was it great to watch, it just showed that in that game, you weren't going to have to hit a perfect shot to beat Manchester United's goalkeeper. Uh, because Sane, that was a far from perfect shot. It was wasn't hard, should have been stopped easily, but it wasn't. So uh, you know, the second goal, of course, was just a great individual effort by Musiala, who set up Gnabry. so was really pleased to see those two plays. And, and see them result in goals because oftentimes you see those great individual efforts and they end up not amounting to anything. But in this case, it did get Byron out to a 2-0 lead. For the rest of the team, this was a little bit difficult, I will say. Uh, Ulreich, I thought, was great early, but then just lost focus, it seemed, over the course of the game, so not his best effort. Though he did not have much help in front of him, I, I thought the wing back, uh, the 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 outside backs were were awful. Alfonso Davies and Conrad Limer, I thought, did not have good games at all. Uh, this was one of those ones where, you know, I, I get killed a lot because I, I, you know, I haven't been pleased with Davies. And I will say this today: he only lost the ball eleven times, which is great over the course of a entire match. But I felt like his defending wasn't w- wasn't good, let's be honest. I didn't think Limers defending was good. I didn't like really what I saw out of Kim min or or Upa Upamakano in terms of how they played throughout the match. Uh, it was okay. Uh, I did not think Leon Gretzka had a great game. I didn't think Kimmich was actually all that great either, but he did. Kimmich is one of those guys. He, he, he did outlast everyone and eventually he did make a big play, which as it turns out, would be what amounted to the game-winning goal. So Kimmich, uh, while it might not have been his finest individual effort, was able to get that positive impact at the end of the game. So he pulled his midfield partner up. I, I just thought Goretzka was off today. He didn't look like himself. It did not look like the same player that we had seen in the Bundesliga matches. So uh, hopefully he can rebound from that. Ganabri and Sané were were good, I will say. Uh, Sane, I thought was exceptional. Gnabry was good as well, but uh, Sane was clearly the star there. Musiala had his best game that I can remember in a long time. I loved the way he attacked the, the, the Manchester United back line. He was fearless. And that was the kid that we had seen last fall. The kid that was just ripping and running through everyone, creating offense for his team and himself. That's the dynamic player that we all know. So hopefully he can keep that level of play up. That was awesome to see. Harry Kane, it's a was a standard Bayern Munich performance for him. Got a goal, was pretty disruptive at times, still not getting the ball in an advantage, advantageous positions as much as I would like. Think there's a lot more that that Bayern Munich is going to be able to get out of Kane. It's crazy to say that because he had a goal and an assist today. I mean, he he was Involved in 50% of the, the scoring for Bayern Munich. So you would think that, you know, he was in the in the middle of everything. Think there's still more you can get from him. And I know it sounds weird, but I do. I think he's got a lot more to offer. And as the players around him get used to playing with him, this is going to start to look better and better. So that is my take on how the game played out. I think if you if you look at this from a, a grand scale here and you say, all right, four, three victory. That's the most important thing. There were a lot of good things offensively. Of course, there was a loss of focus, maybe a loss of energy on the back line over the course of the game, whatever the case, it it, it doesn't matter. Byron pulled out that four, three victory to start the champions league season off on a great note. Uh, I think what you can take out of this match is that Byron has such a dangerous attack. And at times, it doesn't matter who is in it. I feel like when you bring Muller and and Matisse Stell in, they don't skip a beat from the starters. I think when you add Coman to the mix, he brings something different that complements the other players so well. This is just a, a, a crazy good attack. And I think when they start to really click together, this is going to be exceptional to watch. We have not seen the best from this attack as of yet. The midfield and defense, I thought, left a lot to be desired today. I think there were lots of areas that could be improved upon. I would expect that this weekend we'll probably see Arms rally come back. It was not Conrad Limmer's best effort today. I don't know what to do about Alfonso Davies because it seems like he's entrenched there, and given his, uh, I will say, this, given his tenuous status with a contract renewal. You obviously want to ride him and you want to give him every opportunity because you don't want to give him any reason to start looking elsewhere. And I think Davies so far this season has been really good. And I think he's done a lot of good things. I thought this game was a step back from what we had seen, but I would say that about quite a few players. I'd say it about Goretzka and Sven Ulreich as well. And of course, Conrad Limer. So, uh, and I would include Upa McConnell and Kim Min-Jay in that mix. I thought they both took a step back today. So, I think over the weekend, we'll probably see Delict. We'll probably see Mizraoui. Uh, We might even see Limer in the midfield. Uh, I think there are a couple of things that will happen with that. But uh, overall, great game for Bayern Munich to be able to pull out the win. I don't know if you would categorize it as great in terms of how they actually played. But get that victory in the Champions League. Pull it out against uh, a Manchester United team that was a little bit feistier than they had let on in the first half. They did show that they... They had something ticking inside their chest. They did have some heart there. So uh, they made it very competitive and and made it fun to watch at the end, even if it did cost some people (laughs) some money who had Bayern minus a goal and a half. That had to be a terrible beat. And some of you out there know exactly who I'm talking about. That's that is a rough one. Hate to see that happen, but would love to say I've never been on the other side of that, but it, it has happened to me as well. But uh, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for hanging into this. Check out BavarianFootballWorks.com for all the great post-game coverage that we have there. We'll, of course, have our initial analysis, our awards, and our observations, along with a lot of post-game reactions. So check it out. Uh, And tell your friends about our podcast as well. We're trying to grow this network and, and really get it moving and progressing. We've had a lot of good feedback and a lot of good expansion so far. So we appreciate all of you out there who listen and spread the word about us. As always, you can get me at The Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at BavarianFBWorks. You can get our tweet master, Tommy Adams, at Tommy Adams 71 You can get I Need No Name, who always does such an awesome job running the live blog at BFWINNN. Of course, like I said, check out all the great podcasters and staffers that we have writing for the blog at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Have a couple of beers on me to celebrate this win, and we will see you next time.